Hello fellow mathematicians, my name is Amari Beach and I'm 16. My name is Olivia Miller and I'm 14. I'm Jess Gorski and I'm 15. And I'm Rachel Heisner and I'm also 15. We are here to talk to you about Nadia Mason, a successful professor in the STEM fields. She is an accomplished African-American woman who has paved her way into the advancement of mathematics and science. Her impact is felt throughout the math and science community through her dedication to research and innovation. Nadia was born in New York City and then moved and grew up in Washington, D.C. before attending college. Nadia always enjoyed the maths and sciences, bringing her to complete many science-oriented internships. Mason attended Harvard University in Boston, Massachusetts as an undergraduate student, graduating in 1995 before attending Stanford University for her doctorate degree. She then received her postdoctorate degree from Harvard. Her thesis research was on the topic of phase transitions in two-dimensional superconductors. Her research also focuses on how electrons behave in low-dimensional correlated materials, as well as quantum communication, information storage, and qubit control in quantum com computers. Some of her current research includes the electronic behavior of materials like carbon nanotubes, graphene, topological insulators, nanostructured superconductors, and other novel 1D and 2D systems. It may be hard to grasp the concepts and topics of which she studied. However, her impact on the math and science community is significant to all. After attending Harvard and Stanford University, Nadia began her career as a phys physics professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. After working as a professor, Mason was awarded with many achievements she accomplished. In 2007, Nadia was awarded with the National Science Foundation Career Award. In 2008, she received the Woodrow Wilson Career Enhancement Fellow Award, along with the Diverse Magazine Emerging Scholar Award. In the following year, Nadia was awarded with the Denise Denton Emerging Leader Award, Anita Borg Institute Women's of Vision Awards. In 2012-2013, Mason also was also rewarded with the Maria Goper Mayer Award, American Physical Society, with the Dean's Award for Excellence in Research, University of Illinois at Urbana campaign. To top it all off, Nadia Mason was chosen to be part of the 2018-2019 Defense Science Study Group, also known as the DSSG. Mason's thesis in 2001 was that superconductor metal insulator transitions in two dimensions. She also has a paper on electron transport and strain super lattice graphene. Mason now works as a physics professor at Illinois University at Urbana-Champaign. She works on things such as quantum limits of low dimensional system. She also chairs the physics department diversity committee at the University of Illinois and is principal uh, investigator at the Frederick's Site Materials Research Laboratory. She is a wife and a mother of two children. Now let's go over some fun facts about Nadia Mason. In 1986, Nadia trained as a gymnast with Bella Corrali and was a member of the U.S. national team. She also has two daughters, Marlo who is 13, and Hazel, who is 10, with her husband, Dylan. Nadia often tries to keep her family life and career life on two distinct paths, which she accomplishes through time management and organization. Now here is a profile of Nadia Mason. I'm Dr. Nadia Mason. I'm an assistant professor of physics at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. My family moved around a lot. I was born in New York City and uh, lived there, lived in Brooklyn for the first, first six years of my life. Um, we then moved to D.C. mostly because my parents had a better job there. 
when we moved to Houston, where I lived for three years and then went off to college. Um, I was at Harvard College and was there for four years and then went to Stanford for graduate school. Um, came back to Harvard for a postdoc and uh, now I'm at Illinois. I was always interested in math and science. I was one of those kids who just you know, loved nature, loved running around, picking fruits off of trees and poking in anthills and seeing what the caterpillars were doing on any given summer day, which I think is really a basic scientific interest, you know, being interested in nature, being interested in the world around you. Um, I also just loved math from a very early age. Um, I had little books where you could do math word games and I'd go up to my room and just work on those for hours at a time. It was a lot of fun for me. Um, it wasn't really until I was in high school that I realized that I might, that it's possible to really make a career out of research or math or science and even that didn't gel until I had the opportunity to work in a biochemistry lab. And it was really exciting. It was a lot of fun. I realized that you could just play around the lab, you know, use pipettes and put things in beakers and lots of different activities. You just can think your way through what you're doing. And it was a way of working that I just really enjoyed. And so that, I think that gelled for me the, the idea that I wanted to be a, a scientist and I wanted to even be an experimental scientist. My freshman year, I took classes in math, chemistry, biology, physics, astrophysics. And, uh, and I realized that in all those classes, what I really liked best was the physics. So chemistry, not so interesting until we got to the atoms and the physical chemistry and what the atomic levels were doing. And that, that really made sense finally. <laughs> it wasn't just putting things together. It just really made sense what was going on at the most fundamental levels. So um, at the end of that freshman year, I realized that physics really uh, described the world in a way that I wanted to understand it, that it, it made sense to me, and that's what I wanted to focus on. Neither of my parents was a scientist, however, they very strongly encouraged me in my scientific interests, and they really thought, they thought very highly of physics um, in particular, and encouraged me when I said that that's what I wanted to do, so that was very important to me. So my own research looks at electronics, what electrons do, in materials. Um, by that, I don't mean why materials are hard or soft, but really, why do they conduct the way that they do? Um, if you if you do if you do something to material, let's say make it really really small, how does how does the conductance change, right? How does it become you? Know, if you put an electrical current through it, will that current act the same way if material is big, you know, the size of squash, or if it's really tiny, you know, a nanometer in in, in area or something like that? Um, and it's actually very interesting because it turns out that um, material electrons act very differently when they're scaled down to very small sizes, right? You start getting something that's in between atomic physics of single atoms and what we call macroscopic physics, the physics of a spoon, right? And so in this in-between area, you start seeing a crossover between quantum effects and macroscopic effects. So um, I look at materials like nanotubes. Um, I start to use advanced fabrication technologies to make um, artificial, make artificial very small scale materials. I take just a piece of metal and pattern it till it gets to be a little tiny, tiny piece, you know, hundreds of nanometers across and study those properties as well. Um, now that I'm faculty, I, I really enjoy having students working with them. They're um, fun, you know, you're yeah, with bright young right people who are also interested in their work. It's a great environment I mean, to be in. Um, other faculty are also excited about what they do, interested in their research, your own research. That's also a nice environment to be where people are excited about what you and they do. To go into physics, you don't have to go into academia. In, in science, this is true in science in general, there, there are many job options out there, right? People have, um, if you get an advanced degree in the, scientists, in the sciences, people know that you're smart, people know that you can think clearly, and there are a lot of opportunities out there 
for you. It's a very, it's very good training for lots of different reasons. I think that many people are, are afraid that if they're interested in something, they're not going to be good enough at it, or it's going to be too hard, or you know, maybe they're not really so interested. If you find yourself interested in something, follow through. There are many different elements which I think fit together really well, giving me a really great community of scientists from the very youngest of undergraduates to you know, the oldest you know, well-known professional scientists that I get to work with, interact with, and um, learn about what they do, and they get to learn about what I do, and I find that fun. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Girls Talk Math. Bye! Bye. 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 smart every equation you do is a form of art it's time to get together to fly a rocket build a house and control the weather with math 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 yes who here likes math is not a man you could be a female mathematician